I, I don't know how to start this one. Well, I can already call you out a little bit. On uh, I saw that you've been up to making some polls lately. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, if you want to uh, address last week's uh, so, bagel and milk controversy. So I would just like to address, I suppose, all of our listeners. And this ended up getting more like votes and results than I expected. <laughs> um, I believe I was the only one last I checked a couple of days ago. Maybe it's changed. Maybe there was a late surge. We don't know. The votes are still out. But uh, no, there was no late surge. We don't know that. The votes need uh, to be. We, we know that. We, it, the Supreme Court needs to weigh in on this one. <laughs> like, we can't do anything just yet. But last the I count saw. is not official. It was like 6%. And I was like, the 6%. At some point, it was like the eight percent, the six percent, the three percent, maybe even. But maybe, uh, maybe so many people voted that it just kind of it skewed, and you couldn't really tell. And like, but I yeah. don't think that's how voting and percentages work. Uh, Fine. So I was just, the only just... one who voted on this poll for dipping bagels in milk. And what I've realized now, I accept that I'm a trendsetter. <laughs> Someone has to be the first, and. Harvey Z isn't a follower. He's a goddamn leader. I just now I need mean, the rest of you to follow me. Yeah, see, the thing is, you have to be a trendsetter, other people have to follow you into the trend. And it, so, uh, just so just so we can uh, officially have the results here on the podcast. We don't need numbers. Uh, oh, yeah. Yes, we do. Uh, 31 people voted in my poll. 3.2%, which was you, voted for yes. <laughs> 25.8% voted for no, and a solid 71% voted for what the fuck. I'm going to say those 71s were not no's. They were just simply, <laughs> their minds were blown. They didn't even know. Those are not no's. <laughs> those are undecided voters. I I just I think this has gotten the strongest response out of anything that has come out of this podcast on Twitter, just so we're clear. Yeah, just as the follow-up, uh, I was horrified when this came along last episode and didn't really know how to respond, and I am very glad that I wasn't gaslit into thinking this was a normal thing, because you tried. I mean, I'm, again, innovator. That's what you should think of with Harvey Z. You don't have to be a sheep, man. You can join me. It's okay. Join the 3%. <laughs> the top 3%. 3.2, actually. Yes, there is a point two. Yeah, the top 3.2%. Okay. Yeah, I, and there was also a side thing with the Orient. I was surprised. Last week's episode got a lot of, like, interactions in a way that I did not expect it to get. Listen, when you put, <laughs> put opinions like that out there, sometimes shit comes back from the world, you know? I, I don't know. That, that came out the wrong way. I didn't say that the right way. Whatever. Fuck it. We're going into the intro now. Stop it. Stop talking. It's a gamer. We're here. It's a gamer. This makes no fucking sense, but we're doing it anyway. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Make Me a Gamer, the procedurally generated podcast that's a roguelike for your ears. I'm your host, T-Man, and I'm here with... Harvey Z, in the place to be. And today... Okay, so there's a big thing that's been happening this the week that we've uh, we're recording this podcast... And I mean, I'm no financial guy. I, I, I've not understanding everything very much, but I've been keeping up with this because it's 
kind of weird and somehow like my entire feed is filled with it because it's tangentially related to gaming and so gaming people have kind of been all over this in a way that i'm not sure would have happened if they had like started with like amc or blackberry or one of the other ones they're looking at i Um, see and i've actually been on the other side of it where i follow serious people like politicians and stock market people and like they've been kind of going there's this thing happening and i'm like what and then i'm slowly noticing this from the other side (laughs) but so what i'm talking about is gamestop stocks have gone through the roof (laughs) uh i think that like at the end of last week i think there were or I mean, I can give you the day-to-day if you'd like, even actually, if you want. (laughs) I I think they were around like $14 at one point before all this started, right? $14 per share? So it was down to like 4 It was in the single digits originally, and then it started to creep. But yeah, it's been been low. The 4 was a while back, though. Like, that was at its lowest point. But like, the recent... Before the recent surge happened. Yeah. the, The stocks have started surging and it's it's a really crazy phenomenon uh but before we talk about that i have come up with a little quiz show for harvey z oh okay are you ready i'm ready i i came up with this randomly uh because of all the stock stuff that's going on now me and you we, we've talked a lot about games. There's two and a half years of podcast that's floating around in your brain, right? Sure, yeah. Make me a gamer. I feel like I've been thinking about this lately. I think I've turned into a gamer. I've got gamer cred maybe now. All right. I'm one of so, you all. Yeah, okay. So, And you also, as you said, pay attention to stocks in some way, right? Big money Z, as I call myself, yes. I'm sure you're the only one that calls yourself that, but we're not going to go there. So here's what I'm going to do. I am going to give you the stock ID for the New York Stock Exchange for different gaming companies. Oh, God. Okay. And you should by now have some solid idea of what the major players are. I'm not trying to trick you. Okay, well, there's one I'm going to try and trick you. Yeah. But this one's just fucking weird, so I don't even... I can't even... You know. These, okay. these are just really straightforward... Most most of the big names, no like random weird shit. And I'm just gonna see if you can can pull from your memory what the the corresponding companies are for each one of these. Okay. Okay. All right. I've got eight of them here, so it's gonna be like a short, real quick quiz. We'll see how how it goes. Okay. All right. First stock exchange. I what are they called? Like IDs? Like what is the? Oh God, I don't know. The little like. They're not tickers. The ticker is the thing that goes across. It's yeah. yeah let's just go well, with ID. What's I don't, the verbiage? It's the, uh, the hold st- on. The stocks. Okay, according to this, it says stock symbol or uh, ticker the symbol. or whatever. Yeah, it's yeah. A I guess symbol. Okay. All right. So first symbol, ATVI. Activision. Correct. Is, I yep. didn't even know. Like, I know Activision. I thought it's a video game company, but like they have stocks apparently. Okay. I mean, the, the parent comp like if it's a publicly traded company, you know, they publish video games, but they can be traded, like okay. just like anything else. I feel good now. Yeah, I mean, like I said, I'm not trying to trick yeah, you. This yeah. is this isn't this isn't gonna be hard. All right, next one, N T D O Y. Ah, I was 
I'm an investor in this one. This is my stock, uh, Nintendo. That, yep, that's correct. You you actually invest in Nintendo? I did as part of my make me a gamer thing. Like when I was like getting into stocks, I was like, I'll get Nintendo. Didn't actually, it's not a good idea. I mean, it's fine. It made like $10 <laughs> and now it's dropping back down. So I never sold it or anything. I just keep it for fun because I'm an yeah. investor now. But yeah, it's- Nintendo. Nintendo is a very weird stock and like gaming companies in general are very weird because the what stock people think is good and bad just are completely unrelated to what is actually reported and video games are like such a weird and volatile industry that like if a game gets pushed back two months like it loses like five dollars worth of share overnight that's because, a, oh God, the company's falling apart because they have to delay a game for a couple months. You know, it's 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 weird. I mean, I'll share with you my Nintendo logic was literally Animal Crossing, which is to say that all the stocks were kind of rough. But Nintendo had a really great year last year after like Animal Crossing became one of the highest selling games and everybody started buying it when it came out. The problem is I realized this like in the fall. And so after Animal Crossing was a huge deal and everything, and so the stock was already super high. Like if I had gotten it probably in January, I would have like doubled. But at that point, it was super high. And then I was like, oh, this new thing is coming out, the um, Mario Kart games, where I was like, Mm -hmm. oh, it's 3D and stuff. This is a game changer. It's going to blow the stock sky high. And it went from like 69 to like 80, and then it went back down into the 70s. And I was like, oh okay fine it didn't do that much and so now i'm just sitting on the nintendo stock <laughs> but that was my logic was literally i'll buy this because of animal crossing you know what there has been worse logic used by you actually but uh, anyway huh. continuing on uh next stock ttwo pt or ttwo ttwo yes oh god ttwo something works um tt uh it's not like sony or those guys uh thq nordic for lack of a i don't know <laughs> i don't know the- uh okay so i guess this one is one probably the hardest i would say the hardest just from like knowledge base wise there's one symbol coming up here that's just absolutely out of this world but uh this is actually take two i didn't even know Okay, what is yeah. Take Two? Yeah, Take Two is the parent company of like Rockstar and um, uh, other games, okay. mainly Rockstar. But I think they had Bioshock and whatever company like was making Bioshock and that sort of thing. So they're like the parent traded company of Rockstar, basically. Got it. Oh, I was um, focusing on W O. It was T W O Two. Yeah, yeah. Take Two is it was T Two. Yeah, it's, it's the the symbol. All right, uh, next one, UBSFY. Ubisoft. Yep, that's Yay. correct. Or yeah, Ubisoft. That pretty, yeah, that would be uh, easy. Good. I feel good. <laughs> I feel. How many have we gotten through? Am I winning? That that's four, and you got three out of the four. Okay. So that's you're doing good. All right, next one, ZNGA. ZNGA. Yep. Like if I say it out loud, Zenga. What is Zenga? Uh, Z N G A. Uh, it's that game that you like pull blocks out from underneath each other and put them on top. Mm, mm, the knockoff version. Uh, <laughs> Zenith, Zenith, Z N G A. It's pr- not the Xbox people. Not my. I don't know what is it. 
it's it's Zenga. I mean, I did Z- say Zenga at some point. I just didn't yeah, lock you, it you, in. You, yeah, Z-Y-N-G-A. It's the, the people who make the mobile games like Farmville and oh. you know, that sort of stuff. All right. I'm not enough of a gamer to realize that that's yeah, a company. So I mean, you're the you're the one that's all about the, your poop games and the, and the mobile stuff. Like, I didn't know who make those. I didn't even realize. Uh, like, yeah, there's probably Zynga, mobile. for a while. Zynga was like the the most the biggest company like in in gaming making money because they made all like the casual stuff that was just you know making money hand over fist. Okay. Okay. And anyway, yeah. okay. So uh, I. I that's fine. That that's not like yeah. one we talk about a lot. So that's We're, that, you know. I'm, I just need one more. I think. Uh, yeah, just one more. Uh, it's probably not going to be this next one. So next one is O T G L Y. O T G L Y. Mm-hmm. Over O G L Y. Glee. Ogly. O T. Otgly. Toggly. Toggle. Microsoft. I don't know. Uh, okay. So this is the one that I didn't yeah. think you were going to get. This is CD Projekt, aka oh. CD Projekt Red. Okay. I recognize the company actually. Yeah. I have no idea where you, where you get that from. Uh, but sometimes corporations can get assigned symbols and then if they change the ownership and stuff, it's still the symbol doesn't get to change, I think. Yeah. yeah. So at some point, maybe it made sense, but yeah, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, those, that one's just, I, I had no idea. Okay, that was the <laughs> But I wanted to throw one of those weird ones in here, you know? Okay. All right, next one, S-N-E. Sony, give me Sony, come on. <laughs> no, no whammies, right? Come on, Sony. Like, I know SNE and it's like SNES, but no, it's (laughs) this, this, there should have been a Sony in here. And I'm sure one of the big ones had a little bit of a weird name and you're trying to trick me. Well, you are correct. This one is Sony. Thank God. (laughs) Oh, I was nervous at the end, but yes, Harvey Z, big money Z wins. Big money Z knows his stocks. All right. Last one. C-C-O-E-F. C-C-O-E-F. OEF, coif, quaff, CCOEF. Uh... All right. Before you lock in your guess, I'll give you a hint for this one. Okay. You only want to pay attention to the first three letters. Capcom? There you go. That's correct. Woo. Woot. I'm proud of you. Hey. That, 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 that was a good. You, you pulled pretty well. You, you used logic. The ones I I didn't expect you to get, you you didn't get, but you know you 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 knew what you were talking about. I held. I in feel there. like yeah yeah. I feel like you've absorbed enough gaming knowledge that you actually knew gaming companies just from stock symbols. Okay, I'm I'm, I'm proud of myself. Good. Yeah, that was very good. Yeah, so I just threw that together because we're going to be talking about stocks and stuff today, and you know, I like to test your your knowledge. I'm I'm having fun throwing this at you and seeing what all you've absorbed. Listen to me ramble about all my games and everything for these past two and a half years. Again, though, this is a this episode feels like it's a Harvey Z get rich quick episode. <laughs> uh, we haven't had one of those in a while. And I I feel like this is a way for Harvey Z to get rich quick. I I mean, it, a lot of people are getting rich quick because of this, but I also feel like none of 
that we're going to put a disclaimer on this episode because we are nothing <laughs> we talk about in this episode may actually apply by the time the episode airs, you know? And then again, Harvey Z could be a millionaire by the time this episode airs. That's true. He may leave me in the dust and I'll, uh, I'll, I won't have a podcast partner anymore. Oh no, I'll, I'll still come back and do this episode, but you will refer to me then as big money Z. <laughs> All right. If you're okay, you know what? I will, I will firmly say that if you are a millionaire you have to be a millionaire just from these stocks that you've purchased like recently this this current boom i will refer to you as big money z pre-taxes of course yeah i don't give a shit about taxes <laughs> okay uh right so why don't you take the lead on this one if you want I, when did i start hearing about it because i actually like follow just like oh what's going on in the stock market i'm not that good at it but i started following and then suddenly they were like oh some stocks are acting strange these days and it was like what is it and it's like oh some people believe that they can change things and trading has been halted on these certain stocks and i was like what and i didn't even know about like oh that because it would be like message boards or something and i was like what message board is influencing stocks and then i started to hear about reddit and it was like wait i know reddit what is reddit up to <laughs> And then suddenly it was, oh, Redditors are basically influencing slash manipulating the stock market because originally, so I've heard it from two different point of views, that GameStop, they were pissed off at like the hedge fund companies. And so it's being done not out of support of GameStop, but simply to spite the hedge fund people. And that's usually being presented by the stock market, like um, articles and stuff as like, we're being personally attacked by these people. <laughs> And then the other ones are like, oh, we support these um, industries and stuff and gamers like things like AMC and such, but it's actually more just for the lulls. And so, I mean, like, I, I don't actually just just to butt in here a minute, like I don't actually think this is for the lulls because like there are actual retail traders that are a part of this like Reddit group mm -hmm. and like you've got people who have, have invested like. 70 80 100 thousand dollars and are like making millions off of this which means they didn't just come up with that money overnight from their mother's basement and wanted to have a laugh with the stock market you know it's true this is sort of like a weird thing that's been happening but it is a targeted thing that they did purposefully and not just in like a troll sense like they are cl very clearly fucking with hedge fund people on purpose because fuck hedge fund people but it it wasn't like a offhand like hey you want to fuck up the stock market today okay let's do that like this was planned and that's where it gets kind of interesting because i'm curious as to how organized or how much like did it literally start with like two or three people and not two or three people, but like organizers and like within 24 to 48 hours? Or was this like a, hey, this is a deep operation on this day, on this time, we're going to do this kind of thing. Like how long did okay. it take to come up with this plan? The thing is, though, like when I say plan, I mean it in a very loose plan sense, because I'm pretty sure it's like fraud in some way and like against SEC rules to like come up with this sort of like targeted fucking with people through money well this is the thing like this does happen all the time with like actual professional like 
companies doing this sort of stuff. Like this just happens to be, it's not like Wall Street that's manipulating the stock market. It happens to be Redditors who are doing it. Like normally this is a business strategy where like, and this is sort of why like when I was taught about stocks, it's like you should play stocks, but if you're playing it, realize that you're going to get fucked. Like this isn't something that you should just like goof around with because there are people whose jobs is to do nothing but stocks and watch the market go up and down. If you think you can outsmart professionals, probably not. Like sort of like I can't just go to Vegas and get into a professional poker tournament and expect to win the whole thing. I might get right, lucky. Yeah. I might win a few hands. I should walk away. But if I join a tournament, unlikely that I'm suddenly going to be first place based on like the casual level of play kind of stuff. And like there are people who make microtransactions and stuff like that, like within seconds and within like companies buying and selling and shorting and doing all this stuff. And to expect like, well, if I check every day at noon or something, I'll I'll be on top of it. You're just never going to where these companies are actually investing in like, as I've been told, like T1 lines or T3 to get the fastest Internet to make sure that their thing comes in as quick as they can. The data analysis, even before like the talking heads on like these stock shows or before the articles even go up, they're already there and predicting it. So it's like that is an industry in and of itself that seemed inaccessible to me, like just as like gaming, if you weren't a gamer, it's a culture. Wall Street is its own culture. And that's why it's yeah. kind of cool to see like those guys are now getting fucked with by like gamers who are doing <laughs> what these guys would. That's why I say like these guys do do this stuff all the time, but it's part of their culture, their game and stuff. This is an outside faction kind of coming in and like showing like anybody could do this and fuck around with it because, hey, the stock market is weird and esoteric. Look at what we can do. And like, yeah, like I, I think from what I've I've read about it is like retail traders which is what they call people who are like singular investors mm -hmm. um and not like the companies who invest a bunch yeah and and are like ones in charge of like head fund managers and like people who are the ones who are looking at it every day and like determining your 401ks and like those stuff going up and down and all that stuff like retail traders are people like you and me who have some extra money lying around and put you know that money into a stock and just kind of see what happens with it and i think it's it's recently that retail traders have become more of the stock market in general because of what you said which is the entire system has sort of been impenetrable and inaccessible to people who don't have the money to play around with and when they do, like you get people like Ponzi schemers or you get things like Enron or, you know, just you insider know, trading sorts of yeah. white collar criminal people who will take the money of like people who don't know what they're doing with investing and make their money and like or lose all the money of the people that invested and, and whatnot. And so there's been there's like been a definite barrier and then there's then but within like the last like five years or so, there's been, you know, there's an app for that now. <laughs> uh, Robin Hood came along um, then, you know, like TD and Ameritrade and like other things have been in motion that have made paying attention to your own stocks without a, a you know, appointed stock representative who knows everything and like 
controls everything for you. Like it, it's given people more access and, and broken the barriers down a little bit. And, you know, la for the entire last year, we've had nothing else to do. And people have been some people, not not everyone, because a lot of people have been laid off because of the pandemic. But some people have like been having extra money that they didn't have before because you're driving places less, you're eating out less, you're not taking vacation trips, you're, you know, so all that excess money that you would normally be spending on, on uh, other things and, and luxuries and things like that isn't getting spent and they have a little extra money to play around with. So a lot of people have been getting into Robin Hood and retail trading uh, just as like a casual thing. And so this is sort of a, a culmination of retail traders who are not not fucking with the market intentionally, but they're doing their own thing without like the behind the scenes Wolf of Wall Street, you know, uh, Gordon Gecko sort of big money trading, you know, in, in suits and, and ties in like a skyscraper with a giant boardroom behind them. It's, it's people like you and me who are just kind of like, oh, yeah, I like Nintendo. I'm going to buy a little bit of that. Oh, hey, Robinhood gave me GameStop as a free stock when I signed up. I guess now I have $5,000 because it just went through the roof. Uh, yeah, sure. Like my view wasn't. So I will say this, like for the last couple of years, actually, the stock market's been really booming. It's been like a, I believe, a bull market, I think is the word, where the stocks yeah. have been up. Like that is the one thing Donald Trump under his thing, like because he focused on the stock market as an indicator of American wellness, stocks were doing really well and the rich got richer, basically. And fuck like vaccinations and things like that, but focus on stocks and yeah, we're doing really well. We're getting people back to work and yeah, we don't need to care about like mass rules and stuff because it was all focused on that. And But like the, the thing is though, is the healthiness of the stock market has no actual bearing on yep. the economy. Exactly. And like, and like he was saying, oh, the stock market is going up and that means people have jobs. But in in fact, very few people actually are benefiting from the stock market. And like a lot of people are out of work and all the stock market people are the ones benefiting from the stocks going up, which is, you know, all those corporations and Jeff Bezos and Elon Musk and the people who have the money to invest thousands and tens of thousands and hundreds of thousands in stocks that go up and this is like a i don't want to i'm trying to think of the right word here but like it's not a revolution no but it's it's more like people who don't have all that money who are who are lower tier like i said mm -hmm. some guy invested like seventy thousand dollars of his own money in it and like that's not laying around money for a lot of people. And I think that's the guy that's made this up to like 20 million or something. So you have to, you still have to have a lot to make a lot. Mm -hmm. um, but it's not the CEOs and whatnot that are the ones making the money. And it's not the, you know, 25 year old Yale graduate who, you know, spent all his time in college on his father's yacht and then, you know, got 
an interview at a Wall Street stock exchange gig and then made 20 million setting selling on the floor for a couple of days and now you know hires prostitutes and gets cocaine all all day i would i would be careful with that because some of those tech bros and stuff like that you they're probably getting in on this because why not oh yeah no i'm I'm not i'm not saying it's like a hundred percent all like altruistic yeah yeah It's, it's not all the cool like poor people that are getting in on this trend it because it's clearly the fact of the matter is the fact that it's blown up so much means it's not just like reddit people who are you know taking advantage of this like some actual wall street people were like seeing this trend as it was starting to happen and like we're gonna jump on this now and make a bunch of money real fast it was the the biggest uh losers in all this are the hedge fund people that had shorted gamestop <laughs> and the other I guess part, so, so the part that they don't talk about as well is ordinary people can invest in the hedge funds themselves too. So like, mm-hmm. it's not like that the hedge fund is complete. I know there's a lot of parody stuff already of like, well, won't someone think of the hedge funds? But like, to be fair, like when you look at things like mutual, because so for the day trader or the casual stock investor, you don't really have time to buy and sell like individual stocks. So you can put your money towards a mutual fund or like an investing ideology and there's different types out there and there's certainly probably one that is a high aggressive stock that would go for doing these sort of shorting things and you kind of trust the professionals to handle your money right but like yeah you can invest in the hedge funds themselves too as a layperson as a strategy to be lower risk i need to just put it in here for 10 years or something the money but yeah just a caveat there because i'm am nervous i don't think this is all ultimately great i am kind of looking at this as like Holy shit, like the king can be touched. Yeah, like it's the thing about it is it's is it's a lot more complicated than haha hedge funds. I am personally in favor of haha hedge funds because a lot of what's going on is the fact that they think they're the like these Wall Street tech bro sort of people think they're the only ones that can manipulate the market and they have like a corner on doing this kind of stuff and them losing money suddenly because they weren't the ones that started it is unfair and like that my friend is just capitalism like you can get fucked just as much as the rest of us but it does have a really weird bearing on like our economy as a whole yeah. because like it is very much a house of cards and the fact that shorts and things like that are are around. And I guess I want to back up a little bit because this didn't just, this can't just happen with any stock. GameStop was at like a very, very low point. Like you said, $4 at one point. And so a lot of the hedge fund people and everything shorted stocks, which is basically betting on that the stocks are going to go low or whatever. And like they, they put shorts into this, wait for it to drop, and then take them out. And the way the hedge fund works is like you give your money to the hedge fund. Mm-hmm. And then when they short it, they're like taking their taking your money and your stocks and betting against the market. And then when they make profit off of it, it, when, when the stock drops, 
And so then when they sell their shorts, they basically give you your money back and then pocket the profit. And that's kind of where the hedge fund people are making their money on on this all this that's going on. Or shorting in general, like day people can short as well. But like that was one of the basic things taught to me was like, don't fuck around with that or you'll find out shorts are volatile and risky there. Yeah. Let the pros do that shit. Yeah. You you only want to, to shorts if it's like salute your shorts or Martin short. Uh, you don't want to do any sort of stock shorting. Because you could get fucked. <laughs> and so I forgot what I was going with that. What was I talking about? So you were describing what shorting was and like how hedge funds basically do shorting and it's curious where you're going to go with that one from next. So you've set up like what shorts are. Are you going to go with GameStop being it's already low and it was vulnerable? And- oh, right, right, right. So the, I, I guess I was sort of explaining exactly what was what was <clears throat> happening and why this is a specific thing, because it's yeah. related to the shorts, um, because a lot uh, basically a lot of these hedge funds and like big stock market people had shorted GameStop because GameStop is kind of sucking. And it's very likely GameStop is going to like close, go bankrupt, et cetera, within like the next year or so, because it's a brick and mortar store. It relies on used games when digital is becoming more and more popular. Uh, They've been trying to rebrand. They made some really questionable decisions during COVID. And like everything about GameStop is sort of like flailing about right now. And it's likely a company that's going to go sooner than later so like um, and from so a stock it, market sense it makes sense to short it right yeah yeah, yeah. like it, yeah. it they they bet against it because it's it's a likely bet that it's going to go under sooner than later yeah but then so what happened was the the reddit people started buying up stock as and sort of like forcing the market price to go up a lot more and inflate it more than it usually would because there was so much shorting against it because once it started going up, basically the hedge fund people had to start buying back their stocks to cut their losses. Yeah. yeah, To cut their losses, but then they're buying it back. So it's still driving it up more again. And so it's kind of like this, you know, repeated cycle of more people getting into it and realizing the stock is going up. So they want to get on it, which makes the shorts even worse. So then more people want to get out of it and so on and so forth. And so this can't happen with every company and GameStop, I think was one of the most shorted companies that was traded on the stock exchange, which is why it was the first one that's targeted and why, like I'm wondering if I would even be talking about this, if it had been like AMC or, blackberry which are other stocks that they're considering targeting or have even started targeting like amc has started to go up um within the last day or two mm-hmm. but like this ended up in this ended up a very uniquely gaming thing because everyone was like holy shit gamestop is terrible why is their stock suddenly at a hundred dollars it's yeah it, it was something that like seeing it from the stock market side, it was like, oh, there's unusual activity around this. And people were genuinely puzzled as to why, because also this doesn't ever happen. Like people don't just like, because it's like, if you're investing in the company, do you feel like you know something or this seemed like it was 
not spiteful, but that's sort of what it was. It wasn't that people were investing in GameStop. That oh no, they're gonna they're gonna have a million dollar plan to get out of bankruptcy or something. This was a sort of a these people all shorted it. We're gonna go against that. And if you go against it, I mean, even then there's a chance that you could like if no one else joins you, you're gonna get fucked at some point because now you'll own a whole bunch of shitty stocks, especially if it continues to go down. But the fact that like Reddit was able to fuel it and keep going, I am kind of shocked at how this actually worked. It does show like the vulnerability because the nice thing that you can do with this is once you have some core investors, you can really pump up the profits that you get by. So if you buy cheap, like you buy it at $4 and then it shoots up to $100 and you sell all those shares. Now you've made all this profit, like the $94 per share that you've now made a profit. But you can just take that money, reinvest it. And this is what's been happening is reinvest it at $100 now. And then right now, currently, it's trading at like 399. Like it went up 200 points today alone. And so, I mean, I, I, and, but then after hours, it's dropped to under 300. Yeah. Just as a, like yeah. it's something that now after hours, yeah. But international markets can also get it. Like this is where it gets kind of weird on a, okay, it's funny when Reddit does it. It'll be interesting if like other nations and other like, companies and things realize that like can we get in on this and can we fuck around and do this stuff like yeah and and it's weird because like gamestop is now according to the stock market valued as much as like other fortune 500 companies that are like at the top of the world and it's clearly not like gamestop and what it's doing has absolutely nothing to do with this which is why it's like scary and freaking out a lot of the hedge fund stock people because they, you know, put all their resources into predicting like how a company is going to do things yes, and how that is going to affect the stock market. And now this is just people like, fuck it. Some people decided to start buying GameStop stock. And that's what happens with public trading is, you know, people can do that if, if people want to. It's just, I'm and it's also a yeah. very, just, just just real quick, and yeah. then I'll let you go. No. It's also a very social media meme sort of thing that couldn't exist without the internet. It's it's spreading because uh, it, it's almost like Streisand effect, where like the, the more the hedge fund people and Wall Street people are like, this is why it's bad, actually. The more random people are the internet are going to be, ha ha, that's funny. Let's put, let me put some money into that and see what happens. Like, Everyone I know has been like, should I put some stocks into GameStop? Do you know anyone who has? I Oh, yeah. There's like people in other discords who have like put some money into GameStop uh, and AMC and are, are like riding this wave. So it's it's like people are doing it just because they've noticed it happening and see a way to make some some extra money. But the problem is and I'm I'm just going to do a real quick accounting nerdy type thing here is the way I understand stocks is there's short-term investing and long-term investing and they're, they're taxed differently. Yep. And so like long-term investing requires you to hold on to a stock for at least one year and one day. And after that, you get a different tax rate than stock like going in short-term stock. And so a lot of people if they're buying in low and then 
pulling out high and treat it like a, a lottery win or like a roulette wheel spin where, oh God, I just made $500 profit. But that can still be taxed based on your regular income because it's a stock thing. So, yep, that's where it's like, it sounds like it's a get rich quick scheme, but like Uncle Sam will come to collect at some point. <laughs> like, you know, I'm, now that I'm thinking about it, like, at what level do, do casino wins get taxed? Because, like, uh, I go into a casino, I put $100 down on blackjack and walk away from the table with, like, 300 Is Is that $200 considered income that I have to report to the IRS? I think there's, like, a certain amount. Because, like, if you win a huge amount, they do tax it, I believe. Yeah, like, if you win, like, a lottery thing or, or like, hit, like, a jackpot, that's definitely taxed. But I'm wondering, like, I think what's there's the like, limit? Yeah, I'm trying to think about, because you can gift, so this is where it gets into weird, like, basically, like, how much can you give to your friends as well? Like, if I give you $2,000, at some point, there is a limit of, if I give you 2000 it's okay, or something. it's actually might be less than that. But if I give you, like, 20000 I have to report it to the government, that sort of stuff. But, like, there's ways to move money around. And that's the problem is, like, if you're a layperson, you don't really know all of this stuff and you don't take advantage of those things. But then there are people who do kind of move money around in these weird kind of ways. And it seems odd or it seems like, oh, this is, like, taking advantage or they're, like, it's unfair. And they're, like, well, it's loopholes. Like, Donald Trump and his taxes and stuff. And it's, like, well, it's I'm just taking advantage of a broken system kind of thing. <laughs> all right. So... I'm I'm looking at this. It's interesting. It's like if you have to if you win six hundred dollars or more, if the amount is at least three hundred times the wager, twelve hundred dollars or more from bingo or slot machines, fifteen hundred or more from Kino, and more than five thousand from a poker tournament. You have to report it. Yeah. Okay. Seems like it. I mean any anyway, yeah. that the sorry this has been a really weird episode because I, I, we're we're just like literally just talking finance out of our ass because neither of us are finance majors. Like this is all stuff that I've picked up within like just random reading, like some just over the course of like the last couple of days and some like knowledge that I've had bouncing around for a while. I mean, um, eh, I mean, this is still part of gaming culture. Gamers aren't like just like nerdy people in the basement playing video games. I'm sure there's probably stock people who play games and gamers who invest in stocks oh yeah like i mean there, there's a specific podcast or there's people i follow on twitter and they do a podcast like about like the economy side of gaming and i want to plug that real quick I, I need to find it i apologize for this because i thought i should have had this up right, so the, the the podcast is is called the virtual economy podcast and so if you want to follow that or go listen to it um they did an episode their latest episode actually talked a lot about the gamestop stock spiking but this was this was last week so this was when it had just started yeah because that's where, like, in the news and stuff, I had started to hear about it Monday, Tuesday, but it's kind of already had happened. But, like, today I noticed, like, on my Twitter feed, the wrestlers and, like, random casuals, they're not gamers, but they're, like, making memes and, like, talking about this stuff. So it's kind of still spreading. But, like, again, if you're, like, buy GameStop today, not a good idea, buddy. <laughs> at, at this point, like, you're either in or you're out. 
I think. People that are trying to get in now are just going to end up either losing money or not profiting enough for the reason for like it to be worth it. Mm-hmm. Like I know some people were trying to get in the ground floor on what could be the next one to spike like this. Uh, but I have a feeling there isn't going to be as quite a spike in anything else as we're seeing with GameStop, because this is just like, this is almost like a once in a lifetime sort of, holy shit, what the fuck is going on? Because the way people and like rich idiots are already complaining about like, no, this is not how you're supposed to do that. I have a feeling we're going to see lobbying and some sort of like crackdown on how retail traders can trade stocks to prevent this from happening again. Yeah, I do think there's, I I could definitely see like some sort of a change because that's where the, like the market side of the news has been is like, how do we prevent or this? Yeah, this isn't fair or this isn't right. But then on the gaming side, I've seen like, oh, they've locked us out or they've halted trading. But what a lot of them don't realize is that is built into the stock market. Like if there is a buying and selling of more than 10% of a stock, it will shut down trades for at least five minutes automatically for any to prevent like hedge funds and companies and stuff from doing this as well. So like, the layperson going, oh, they're targeting games. No, that's the system already has those kind of in place. Right. Yeah. Like I have definitely seen a lot of that where like, oh, no, this is unfair. Or, but they're not like used to this. Yeah. Which And that's like how the system has worked. And so it's not like specifically targeting them or trying to kick them out. But I can also see like some sort of laws or new sec rules to try and put this back in the favor of like the wall street hedge funds because you know rich people like to keep rich people happy (laughs) um and i can see it like them trying to not like fully cracking down on retail traders but definitely sort of pushing the needle back towards in favor of wall street I think we've pretty much covered everything we need to to talk about on this, unless you've got something else you want to add. No, I'm I'm not going to plug any stocks or anything either. I mean, we have no, we are a neutral podcast. We don't <laughs> condone or condemn these activities. Yeah, I, I mean, I I'm probably going to get a little more involved in the stock market. Just because, like, I, I, I'm not the type of person, as I said, like, it's too late to get in on any of this that's going on right now. You might still be able to get lucky and make some money. Mm-hmm. Um, but just everything that's been going on with this has made me more interested in, like, trying to pay attention to this and, and maybe not just letting my 401k sit and make money however it's going to make money. You know, like, I see a way that I can pay attention to this and actually, you know, supplement my income, but not in like a, I'm putting my entire life savings into GameStop. Oh no, it just crashed. I am now broke sort of way. Yeah. Like I'm, it's sort of like the make me adult, make me an adult side of things where I was always like, Oh, the stock market is for adults and I'm not an adult. I don't understand it. Don't know how to start, but like, yeah, it's, I, it's, I don't know if anyone knows 100% like off the bat how to do it. And it just kind of takes time and practice. But I will say like my advice then T-Man is like whatever money you put in that you're going to use to like 
play around to buy stocks or whatever, for lack of a better word, assuming you're not just going to like put it into a hedge fund and like leave it there for 10 years or something. But like what just pretend like that money is already gone. And if it sticks around, that's nice. But if you're going to invest or oh, play yeah. that, like if I've, I've talked to a couple people about it already and I've already, and I've, I'll tell you the same thing and, and the podcast, the same thing. So they don't have to worry about me, but I'm going to treat it the same way I treat casinos, Good. which is I'm going to have a, a hard limit as to what I put into the stocks. And if I lose it, I lose it. And it's not going to break my bank. It's not going to be my entire life savings. It's just going to be a, a, a set of money that I'm going to mess around with and, and learn and see what I can do with it and leave it at that. Like, it's not going to be like, I'm not, I'm not trying to Harvey Z get rid quick. It. Cause like, I will say like, I was, I came in with that philosophy as well, like a couple months back and I was like, okay, but there is this weird, like dopamine rush. It is like gambling in a way when I check the stocks now every day and like the morning and the afternoon and just see how am I doing? And it's like, I feel like, Ooh, when I see all the greens, my stocks are up. I'm like, yes, I've made some money, even though I'm not planning on buying or selling every day. I just check. And like today, all my stocks went down and I'm like, boo. But I mean, the market was down. But like, like, I feel like that's kind of how I want to approach it. Like, if I have to, I get to a point where I have to pay attention to the stock as long as the markets are open. Like if, if I'm like spending every waking minute being like, has it gone up? Has it gone down? Like that's too much. Like I want to want to play around with it in, in where I can like look at it and be like, oh, it's going up or like, oh, maybe I should sell this and move it to someone else because this is not looking good. You know, that sort of like once a day not like minute to minute activity. Cause yeah, that's always the get rich quick scheme is speaking as a get rich quick schemer. Like people are always like, Oh, just buy a bunch of a penny stock, like thousands of a penny stock. And if it gets to a dollar, just sell it right then. And you got to like, and if you buy enough, you'll create an interest and maybe other people will get interested. And this is all pre like pre Reddit. It's like before people would know that like other people are interested in stuff. You just got to hope that it like, catches fire or something and maybe it will and then suddenly it spikes and then you sell it immediately within like two hours and stuff if you're doing that and you're not a professional oh boy you're in dangerous territory <laughs> okay uh before we end ow i just popped my jaw somehow i don't know if you heard that but i heard it i in heard like it. my head no uh, i was able to hear the pop <laughs> before we end i know i have said now on two consecutive podcasts that we're not going to be updating this every week but i oh. did want to do a quick uh league fantasy league uh update um i haven't even been checking this week i think uh, yeah so this just means it's this, not good this is actually the last update i'm going to make for like a month because we had one more game come through that has a critic score now and the next game to release according to our schedule isn't until the end of february okay so i'm probably not going to be picking anything up unless something's crazy is announced and nothing's going to be scored for a while so but i did want to give a short update because i picked up a few things and you have your first score on the board i do i'm impressed with myself good yeah. job past harvey z <laughs> so uh speaking of gambling i guess a little bit uh so the expansion to dead cells dead cells fatal falls 
uh, came out this week and is currently sitting at an 84 on Open Critic, which means uh, Harvey Z has scored a cool 14 points, meaning in terms of games that are scored, I am sitting at 16 and Harvey Z is sitting at 14. We're, we've, we've each got one apiece uh, sitting out here. And you just said it's currently. Can the scores actually change? The cr- oh, yeah. Like, it, it'll it'll settle, like, oh, depending no. on if more reviews come in that are counted towards the, the critic. Like, right now, most reviews happen and come out and, like, are tabulated right when the embargo lifts. Uh, but some people put reviews out throughout, like, the next week or, or two. I would say after, like, a week of release you're most likely going to see like what the, the final score is going to be. Like, I don't think it'll change much after that. Uh, unless it's one of those weird games that like very few reviewers got before embargo and like it, or like they have to buy their own copies. So, and they could flood in later, but most I'd say within a week, uh, give it time to settle down, and then that'll probably be your final score. Because I think Hitman was like at 87 at one point, but it's settled into 86. I see. Got it. Okay. I'm I'm pleased with this, because this was also... This is an expansion, I think. Yeah, yeah. So I, I, I thought it would do all right. I wasn't sure if it would be like low 80s, high 70s, or like... I didn't think it would reach 90, but it's pretty solid. Yeah. Huh. But it wasn't even one um, of my like high hyped picks kind of thing. So this was a, a good acquisition to compare to your number one pick of Hitman. Yeah, no, yeah, that's good. I'll, I'll take it. Um, so I I did also pick up a couple long shots. These are these are not ones I have confidence in, uh, but I did bid on them just to sort of take them off the market. Uh, I picked up Final Fantasy sixteen, uh, <laughs> which may or may not be releasing this year, and I picked up. Pokemon Diamond and Pearl remake. It's a remake. Ah, uh, okay, okay. I it's it's allowed under the rules, and there there's like heavy rumors that that's what the next Pokemon game is going to be coming out for Switch is like a a remake of of Diamond and Pearl, and they're considered different because like you know you have like Pokemon ruby and pokemon sapphire but then you got like alpha ruby and omega sapphire i think or it might have been alpha sapphire omega ruby but like those are different because they like change things and update the game so it's not it's just not like just... a port like a straight port. right yeah it's not like like a direct port it, it's like let's go you know was like a remake of the original game uh but it because it did things differently it counted as a different game but anyway so like it's heavily rumored that that's getting coming this year but so i picked that up just completely based on rumor um and then i picked up two indie games that i think are going to review well uh if they come out this year and that's uh 12 minutes and solar ash uh solar ash is by the people that made hyper light drifter which was very well reviewed and 12 minutes has been getting a lot of like game industry hype. It's like a, a time loop game that's it's going to be like a puzzle and it it's been getting a lot of interest and hype from specifically like journalists and critics and stuff. So I feel like when that releases it's going to have a lot of reviewers on it and it's going to do pretty well. So that's okay. uh that's your final fantasy update. 
See what I did there? Sure. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I had to pause and, and, and get that one out. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, for, for a while, I'm not going to be talking about the Fantasy League, I promise. We have also managed to go like three or four episodes now without actually talking about games we've been playing, um, which is pretty impressive. So I think we'll, we'll try and get to that next week if, if news stops happening, you know. Every time I think, oh, this is going to be an episode where we can talk about things that are just like shooting the shit and, and what we're enjoying when we're playing games. And then, you know, GameStop prices go through the roof and suddenly we have something else to talk about. I mean, yeah, this was weird. I, I wouldn't have guessed like last week, but this is what we're going to end up talking about. But then totally like this whole week, I've been like, I wonder if we're going to talk about this because I'm actually following this. Like, holy crap. <laughs> All right. Um, so, so that's it uh, for this week. And next week, I promise we'll have game talk and, and not spend the entire episode on finances like we're two stock traders that know what we're talking about. Harvey Z, where can they find you? You can find me on Twitter at the Z is silent. You can find me on Twitter at T-Man Plays Games. You can find our podcast at Make Me a Podcast. You can always email us at makemeagamerpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, you can find my writings at tmanwrites.com. My top 100 is still going. I think we're at number 94 that came out today. Uh, one, five a week, one each day during the main week, Monday to Friday. And you can join our Discord. In, that's in the description below. Sorry, my mind blanked for a little bit. I just like, I, I know how to end this. I can, I can bring it home. Uh, that's it. Uh, thank you for listening as always. Um, and we'll see you next week. Harvey Z, take us out. I was going to say, like, I wanted to go with the big money Z. And then I'm like, actually, I'm still like hot about this 3.2%. I'm in the fucking <laughs> 3.2%. And you, you fucking follower sheeple out there. You need to bagels, man. Bagels. So, so you're calling people sheeple for not following you? Yes. You guys are all just sheeple. Hedge fund bagel eaters. <laughs> <laughs>